Hi, this is Bill Brown of the Houston Astros. This is Sunday Strohs, a podcast brought to you each and every Sunday covering all the week's action and news. If it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strohs. Hi all, it's Sunday Strohs. We've made it even further. The ALDS is next. And are we ready to go or what? I mean, this is this is, this is our big moment. We've had an absolute season that has been dragged on from the previous year with all the cheating scandal. And here we are. You know, we've, we've proved the hate is wrong. Carlos Correa has been in there involved with it all as well, sticking up for our guys. We've done it. And here we are. Next stop, A's, that starts tomorrow. But as always, we like to do our week in review. So let's take it to Rob. What have you got for us, Rob, and how are you doing? What are they going to say now? That's what i got to say. <laughs> I'll tell you this exactly. before we get into the week in review. I've had quite a bit of uh, back and forth with fans from other fan bases. And... You know, they keep saying, well, you don't deserve to be in. Okay, well, we beat the AL Central champions. How do we not deserve to be in? Yes, beforehand, I would say a team with a losing record probably doesn't deserve to be in any sort of playoffs. But to say we were – they all thought we were going to get beat. No one picked us to win. If you go to MLB.com or ESPN, nobody picked us. And they all expected us to lose, and we didn't, and now they're downplaying it. Okay, you just beat the Twins. It's no big deal. But I don't care. What are they going to say now? Carlos Correa hit it on the head. So back to their week in review. It started out bad Sunday. What, it was Texas. We finished the game in Texas, and I didn't even watch it, buddy. I don't know about you, but they didn't really – the Astros didn't really seem to care about winning, so I didn't care about watching it. See, I watched it purely because it was wrapping up the series. The time was good out here in the UK. It generally always is on a Sunday. But, I mean, really, we, we, we lost anyway. We were talking last episode. We didn't really think we were going to give it their all anyway. They'd clinch. But, you know, it was it was a loss for a, you know, you only really have. I mean, the, the bright spots, Altuve's solo home run. Chase Young was absolutely great on the mound, to be fair to the guy. Um you know, we, we didn't we didn't really have much to report. We just couldn't turn it around. Odor was killing us, and to be honest with you, he locked it all down. We were never going to come back from it. But you know, I watched it. it was on at a UK time. It worked perfectly for me. As I say, I wasn't expecting. We were discussing this last episode that we weren't really going to give it as our all on that, and we didn't. We lost. But there we go. Uh, did you miss much? Not really. But. This is the exciting part. We then move to the Twins, the Twins series. What have you got for us, Rob? Well, in game one, we had our ace, Zach Grinke, and we were both kind of iffy. Like, is he our best pitcher? Maybe, maybe not. 
but I figured we would have Framber in the wings waiting, and that's actually what happened. Uh, Grinky only gave up one run in four innings, and then Framber came in and stole the show with five solid innings, only two hits, no runs, five strikeouts. Great, great outing by Framber Valdez. And uh, and I don't want to downplay what Grinky did in four innings. Only allowing one run in a playoff was pretty good as well. I thought game one, solid win, as you say. Uh, Grenke, like we would like to say, we were discussing that. Uh, not, you know, it was a nail biter, really. The, what, I just don't feel it was his best performance again. However, as you say, it didn't do too much damage on the long run. But as you say, Valdez, he absolutely stole it. Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. It's just no words really to describe other than that. Just perfect. And um, and um, um, and we won that. I mean, we, there was there was a couple of walks and errors that forced that in the ninth, all that advancement. But he still had Brantley, you know. So bottom line is we got that, and it was an absolute solid win. And that was great online warfare after that, because that's when we knew, wow, we're going somewhere. And that's when we had game two. Yeah, I think in game one, the ninth inning you're talking about, uh, I think there was one out and Framber gave up a couple of walks or a couple of singles. Mm-hmm. Something happened and we got a double play to get out of it. That was pretty good. And sticking with game one, Brantley went two for five with two RBIs. Altuve walked twice and one of them was a bases loaded walk. So he got an RBI and Springer one for five with an RBI. Uh, the Astros were two for nine with runners in scoring position. They left nine guys on, and Minnesota was 0 for 7. 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. So that was a that was a big factor. Like I say, there was a lot of errors there towards the end, and you know that was from the Twins' angle, and we capitalized on it, and it was just it was a solid game. But I did, I did enjoy Game 2 a lot more, even though the score wasn't as high. Game 2. Tell us we about had, that one. We had Jose Urquidy starting. He went four and a thirds innings. He only had two hits and one run. And I believe that Dusty Baker shouldn't have made this move, but he put Brooks Raley in for two-thirds of an inning, and he gave mm-hmm. up a hit that brought in a run that was actually mm. credited to Urquidy. And I kind of thought Urquidy could have got out of it by himself. I think Dusty Baker kind of overmanaged things. But then here it is again. We have another starting pitcher coming in to relief. And he finishes it out. Three innings for Christian Javier. No hits, no runs. He had two walks, though. Uh, great, great outing pitching-wise there. Once again, one run. We only gave up one run to Minnesota. That's the thing. I thought game two, if we'd not brought in Rayleigh, I think that would have just been an absolutely solid pitching performance all the way down the line. Because like I say, Urquidy was absolutely fantastic. Another nail biter, you know, bases loaded at the start, but he got out of it. And that's the bottom line of it all. Credit to Barrios as well, because I know he's twins, but he was great. It was a real great battle of the pitchers. So I've got to give him some credit on that. We were burning through the innings. It was a good, good matchup. Tucker with an RBI. As you say, really not not a great performance at all. But what I really enjoyed was that machete with that tag at the plate of the Reyes at the bottom of the fifth because 
he stopped the advancement. I mean, there was a run there, but he stopped the advancements of those further runs. That was a fantastic tag out, to be honest. And then, like, say, Harvey, wow. I mean, wow. It's like I said, I just can't put it into words. Some of the arms we've got uh, this season is just incredible. And we're doing it now. You know, we had Correa again with the solo home run. Big tag out in the eighth again. That was a lot of that to do with Harvey as well. Took it with an RBI. And you've got to give a big shout-out to Presley. Wonderful closing. So that was just a solid game. Game two was so enjoyable. And we sealed it to go further to where we are now. Yeah, I have Tucker with two for four in that game. Correa had a – didn't Correa have a solo home run? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and, and, and one thing to point out here as well is Brantley didn't have any hits, but he walked twice. But mm. both both times he walked, he came in to score. So he scored two of the three runs for us. Uh, the Astros scored three runs on only five hits. They had eight hits in game one. Minnesota only had three hits. Uh, we were two for six with runners in scoring position, and they were one for three. Uh, so next up will be uh, the Oakland A's, buddy. That is tomorrow. And I know UK time. I don't know what it is US time, but I know it's around... 9.05 p.m. out here, so the UK fans are going to be pleased with that because we can tune in live, watch the whole thing live. I think it's at 9.05 p.m. I think the only place you'll be able to see that is MLB TV. I don't think BT have got access to that. I don't know what it is on your end, though, Central Time. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I think it's in the afternoon, at 1 or 2 in the afternoon, maybe something like that, but it's during the day. So if you have a nine to five job, you'll either have to call in sick <laughs> five days in a row. And so the, the the interesting about it, the interesting thing about it is they haven't announced the starting pitcher. We have yet to see Lance McCullers Jr. in the playoffs. And with the five game series, will we see Mike Fires? That's the question. Oh, my word, you know, I was going to ask you about this earlier on. I mean, have you heard anything? Because there's so much mess out there, so much smoke and mirrors, and obviously the big rivalry. Will we see it? I I want it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think we're all all waiting for it. I mean, do you think we're going to get to see it? What do you think? I mean, he's one of the rotation guys, and there's five games. I think he pitched their last game, and he got lit up, and they took him out. He didn't last long at all, and uh, that would be nice if they go to five games and he starts and we light him up. Because if we see him, we're going to light him up. I'm telling you right now. It's going to be, like I say, it's going to be going back to – this is a rivalry. This is a rivalry that's been lingering since last year. You could even take it all the way back to 17 for not giving that ring back. It's going to be epic. I mean – I, I want to see it. I don't want to taint anything, but come on. I think all of the fans, as the fan base, the Astros want to see that. I think it's uh, going to be amazing for that alone. Another good thing about us, if we can pull this off, is they're playing in Dodger Stadium. So how sweet would that be? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> there was, there was uh, Lex who did our uh, Bear Foul video not so long back was saying it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. And I thought that was an absolute perfect way of putting it because it's the Dodge Stadium, Mike Fries. We, it's, going to be, it's going to be epic. I, I'm so excited anyway for us just being there. Uh, but we've got that tomorrow. And, 
Yeah, what's your? I mean, while we're at it, what what what's your what's your predictions on that, Rob? I mean, besides a win, you know, have you got any idea maybe on a score or how do you think it's going to go? Well, the the uh, formula with the twins seems to work with us if we keep the scoring low, because all season or at least towards the end, we've had really good pitching. You know, there was a time in the year where we were scoring a lot of runs and the bullpen were, was blowing games. But now it seems like we are having great pitching, but not a whole lot of offense, but just enough. And I really do. I really do think we can win. And the haters are going to hate just like, you know, that's kind of what we've been saying as Astro fans lately. But on the uh-huh. other side, we'll have to play the winner of Tampa Bay and New York. So we could we could end up playing Oakland if we get by them we could end up facing New York, but I, I'm I'm hoping Tampa Bay wins that one. I think we all are, and I'll say this: I do believe that. I, I know it comes down to predominantly pitching to get further into a postseason, certainly into the World Series. But I do I do still say I do hope that we have that offense wake up just a little bit early just because we need those insurance runs which I think we've all been pretty conscious of even in the last two games with the Twins I'd like to see a little bit more of that do I think we can win it yeah of course I do but I would just like to see just a touch more offense I will say this though Rob the only two names I've really come up as starters for is McCullers and Valdez they're the only two that seem to be getting named as I was starting tomorrow. Who, here's another question while we're at it. I mean, if it was between those two guys as our starts tomorrow, Valdez and McCullers Jr., who, who would you want to start that game tomorrow out of those two? Well, I mean, it seems like right now Framer Valdez is our best pitcher, so I would go with him. I would as well. I'll be honest. Um, it's no knock against McCullers, but you have to think he has had a couple of ropey moments and I don't know if we really want that as a start to our campaign against the A's that's the way I look at it and Valdez last outing was absolutely phenomenal we just spoke about that but I'm excited I really am I just more than anything as I mentioned the other day online it's it's a middle finger to the media it's a middle finger to the rival fans and the MLB as a whole because I'm just so tired of being uh, the scapegoat. We're always going to be, I think, deep down, but w- we need to just get to get this far has been brilliant, but to get even further would just be like, you know what? Here we are, like Correa said. Now, that's going to be the beauty of it all when we win this thing. Yeah, I mean, we deserve all the hate that we're getting, but you know, as you, you they have to judge them on what they're doing this year. You can't say. Yeah. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. You don't, you know, you didn't do anything big because of what you did three years ago. Just, okay, hate them for what they did, but talk about what they're doing now. That's all that matters. That's exactly it. I mean, I think that's why as fans, it's it's not like a, a childish thing, but it is like, okay, the jokes were there at the start, the buzzers, the trash cans, the this, the that, but... Even the jokes aren't moving on. Even the references aren't moving on. And you think, come on, you know, this is, this is a clean slate. And I think that's why it's always going to be a battle for the next couple of years as Astros fans and as the organisation. It's sad to say it, but I think we've got, got a long road ahead. 
And I think, honestly, the only way in doing that is by winning it all. That's what I firmly believe. Yeah, me too. Uh, you want to go to the Sunday Strohs, Paul? Let's do it. Now, you came up with this one, Rob, and I thought it was a fantastic one. So let's go. Well, it's not super original because it's kind of like one we did before, but it's just something that I thought would be intriguing and fun to get the answers. And and it was one of the closest polls we've ever had. I looked at it earlier, and it was 50-50, and now it is 51-49. Oh. Which, which of these Hall of Famers, Astro Hall of Famers, would you like to sit down and have lunch with? We've got Jeff Bagwell or Craig Biggio, and we actually had 277 responses to this poll. So who would you want to sit down and eat with, buddy? Bagwell. <laughs> I've always I've always admired Bagwell. Uh, I've heard, no, don't take this the wrong way, but I've heard there's a couple of rumours where, you know, he can be quite a standoff type guy. You've got to get him in, 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 in the mood. So I think to get even a chance to be with him when he's in the mood to have a chat, have dinner with, have a drink with, wow. And I think what a character. There's just something about him I've always enjoyed as well. Not just the fact about his playing career. We know that's great. We know that's gold. He's a monster. One of my favourites. But when you hear him on the broadcast as the guest, that guy talks straight down the line. That's my kind of guy. He doesn't sugarcoat things. He doesn't say, you know, of course, we're going to win. We're the best team in the world. He'll tell you the facts. He'll point out the errors point blank in what our team's doing wrong and the management's doing wrong. I've got a lot, a lot of respect for him. He's a straight talker. I admire that in any person. I'd love to sit down with him. It's a, that's the bottom line for me. Bagwell, all the way. <laughs> yeah, so when back when they were playing together and I used to go to the games, follow the team, I was a bigger fan of Biggio and the hustle. But you nailed it, buddy. When he started coming on the broadcast, that that's my answer. That's the guy I want to sit down with. It seems like Biggio would be all business, and he's kind of like it would be more of a Sunday afternoon chat. But uh, <laughs> but Bagwell seems like someone you know. Let's pop a couple of beers while we're eating, yeah. and I and I'll shoot straight with you. I'll tell you whatever you want to hear, and I think Biggio will sugarcoat it. So yeah. But but the fans spoke, buddy. Vigio, 51%. They don't agree with us. I think that the, the reason why that poll have got so many people involved is this. You're picking up two players that are probably, you know, two of the biggest in Astros history. Not only that, it's like you've just mentioned and like we're just speaking about then, it's splitting off the fact from the player to who you've got now. That's the thing. People are thinking about who did I support more, who did I enjoy more as a player, I believe. Whereas you've got to almost like separate that off and look at the person now and think, this is the person you'd be sitting down with, you know. <laughs> you know, the, the person you've got now. And like you say, I just think Bagwell would be more interesting, way more entertaining. But that's just me. Like you say, the fans are spoke and Biggio gets it. Yeah, I mean, dude, I would... I would give anything to sit down and have lunch with either one of these guys just for five minutes. I, I would give anything just to shake their hands and say hello yeah. to them. You for know, sure. but yeah, but yeah, I mean, in this in this fantasy world, yeah, I'd, I'd want to. Where where can you imagine? I can imagine me and Bagwell 
having like uh, some wings and a big cold beard stuff. That's what I can imagine. <laughs> but me and Biggio, we would have brunch with, you know, some, what are they called when you when you mix champagne with uh, orange juice? Oh. Mimosas? Yeah, mimosas. me and Biggio would be having mimosas while we're eating brunch. I will say this. I, 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 it's an interesting point because I'll say it like this. I remember my trip to Houston. There was a, a moment where Biggio came out. He was talking to some of the hitters. He has a lot to do with all that, with the organization. And he literally came out. And the minute there was a section of fans, maybe sort of four or five, you know, girls and guys asking for an autograph. I'm not joking. The minute he heard it, he just did a 360 and just went. And one of the girls in that crowd I got talking to, she was a slightly older lady, and she told me he's notorious for that. He just doesn't like the – he likes to be to himself, kept to himself. And that mm. also is an element where you think, well, would he want to be – would he be very sociable? We don't know him as a person, but would he be? <laughs> he might be very, very quiet and hard to get going, you know. <laughs> yeah. So let's move to the players of the week. And I'm assuming – that we have the same pitcher. You want to start with pitcher? Because I, I think we got the same guy. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here now, Rob. I'm going to say it like this. I, it was a hard choice. It was a very, very hard choice. But I'm going to say it like this because of the defensive plays. Uh, it's going to have to be Christian Harvey. Mm, good pick. Personally. It was a tough one. I've got notes here. I've got stats. I'm there just thinking, look, the only one that I wouldn't put in, and again, I'm sorry. I, I Sorry to any fans of him. I'm as big a fan as you. The only person who wasn't on that list was Grenke, but everybody else was on there. Well, Rayleigh as well. He wasn't on there. Other than yeah. that, they were all on there. It was a tough choice, but I went with Christian Harbier. I went with Framer Valdez as it was game one. It was a close game, and he had to go five innings, and he pitched beautifully. But Javier, he didn't even allow a hit, so that was that was outstanding. So actually, I'm glad we both picked different people, so they could both be honored by us today. The, 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 the level of talent, Rob. I mean, we've mentioned it so many times. That that genuinely, from those two games alone, that was the hardest. This is the hardest week I've ever had pitch-wise, without a doubt. There was just too much talent there. There's too much going on. But I think them two guys, if we're being blunt, those two deserved it the most. It's just it's just the way it goes. But that was a tough one this week. Who do you have for offensive player? If you want me to go first, I got I Michael see. Brantley. Ugh. He went two for five with two RBIs in game one, and he scored two runs in game two. There wasn't a whole lot of offense to choose no. from. I no. mean, Correa had a big homer. Tucker brought in a couple of runs, but I mean, you know, when I wrote the notes down offensively, the only guy I wrote down for both games was Brantley, so that's why I gave it to him. See, I did Correa, but that's just because we got two big hits out of there and a little bit of stealing the deal and insurance hits, but yeah, it really just came down to, for me, uh, you know, Tucker, Brantley and Correa, but I went with Correa. I'll be honest, and it was just because it was sealing the deal and all of it. Uh, but Brantley was definitely a close second. But like I say, not much offense again anyway. Uh, so I went with Correa. Well, that's good. We, we, we get to honor four guys this week. 
So now, <laughs> now, buddy, check this out. It is time to do the fair or foul segment, and I've actually got someone to to record like a, an intro for fair or foul. So what we're gonna do is stop recording, and I'm gonna let Stevie hear it for the first time ever, and then when we come back, we'll get going. So you ready to hear this, buddy? I'm excited. It's been an intro for since the since the word go. People love this thing, so I'm excited. I've never heard this. All right. All right, guys, here it goes. Get ready. Get ready. It's time for Fair or Foul. What can I say? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. We've needed that for so long. It's got like that futuristic twinge to it. I think it sounds fantastic. I'm really grateful for it. We needed it for so long. People love it. And there we go. Official intro now. It's been long overdue. I love it. When that guy sent it to me, I listened to it five times in a row. And because I, <laughs> I, I could have got it, I could have got it fixed or changed or made adjustments. But I was like, that's awesome, dude. I'll take it. It's beautiful. So we got a new entrance. Hope you guys liked it. Let, let us know. Let us know on Twitter or SundayStros at Yahoo.com if y'all like that intro. So anyway, now, so anyway, now we got to do the now we got to do the fair or foul now that you're all pumped up. Listen to that new <laughs> intro. So you have the first two. Let, let's go, buddy. So well, we've got I've got I've got two. Uh, and I think we're going to go at it like this. Fair or foul? Players getting tossed for arguing with the umpires. Fair or foul? So are you saying fair or foul that it's okay or just when it happens? Do I like it or do I not like it? Do you like it or do you not like it? Oh, yeah. I think it's awesome. I mean, when they're arguing <laughs> with them and they're getting into it and, and the guy just points and tosses them out, I think it's awesome. Fair, buddy. I love it. See, the, the, the reason it came up is, one, I love it, so it's a straight-out fair for me, but it came from the other day with the Rosario incident at the Twins games. And I just thought, I love this. This is like an element of just pure blitz. It's just like, we love it. It's great. It's just dramatic. And I just thought it'd be interesting, because some people get all complaining about it, and I'm kind of thinking, this is great. This is, this is, this is what we're here for. Massive fair for me. There's all the drama of it. And it's another thing you would never get in British sports, might I add. You would never get that. It would just be very, very kind of, you know, you certainly wouldn't get that kind of interaction. It would just be, you're gone, end of. So it's always a little bit dramatic from a British point of view. I love it. Next one. And this is something where I, I think it could have been a poll, but I thought, no, we'll just say fair or foul on it. We might do it as a poll another time, get more people involved. Fair or foul, the Astros should re-sign JV in 2022. Coming back off Tommy John's surgery at age 39, fair or foul that we should re-sign Well, like right away, it, you know, it all depends on his health and how good he is. If he's still as good as he was, you know, in the first game he pitched this year, I would say yes, but if you look at uh, 2022, we're going to have Framer Valdez. We'll still have Christian Javier. We'll still have Urquidy. So 
you know, maybe it depends on the money, but I don't know. I mean, if he wants to stay here and the price is right, sure, I'll take him. Fair. That was my kind of reason, and I think that's why really I was like, oh, should it be a, you know, a fair foul or a Sunday Strohs ball? So I might run that again another time, maybe in the off season. But I felt that, yeah, it's got, it's got to be a fair in terms of if the money's right, if we can afford it, you know, um, his achievements alone, not just with our organisation, but for his whole career, you're going to say fair. The only reason I'm, I might be tempted to lean towards foul is just look at the talent we've got now and we're getting there with it and the ages. But, yeah, of course it would be a fair, but I'd just like to think hopefully the money's right and we can stretch to that. All right, so here's my three. I'm, I'm going to start with this one first. I have them in a different order, but I'm going to go a different route. Uh, number one. The Astros should do a rebrand. I, I saw someone tweet this, and I thought it was ridiculous. So my answer's foul. I'll go ahead and answer it first. So go ahead. Should the Astros do a rebrand? Right. I'm going to say it like this. It's very much a, an American terminology. What, when you say rebrand, are we talking the logo? We talk What we're talking? We're talking the whole thing? Yeah, like kind of how they the, – the stuff they have now, the colors, the logos – you know how they used to have the red brick ones, then they had the gold and blue ones. So just like totally going with the new color scheme and logos and all that. I say foul. Uh, I love awesome. the hat. Yeah. I love the colors. Don't ever change it. You you can re retweak it, the uniforms, you know, but stay yeah. with the orange and blue. I love it. Fully understanding it. That's a massive foul. Massive. Because it's just, what's the point? You know, we've, we've got... The colours of the old in there. We've got the navy in there. We've got everything we need. We don't need to change it. We don't need to do that, no. And I bet you that all comes down to the cheating scandal as well. I can put money on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that. That's where that'll have come from, the idea of, you know, if we rebrand with somehow a new team or something, some some crap like that, that's a foul. No, we'll, we'll be the same cheaters. Until Altuve <laughs> and Bregman and all these. When everybody's gone, maybe people will leave us alone. But I, don't know. <laughs> but I love it. I, I love the the hat with the H and the star. Yeah. I mean, the old uniforms were okay, but we're not black and red. The Astros aren't blue and gold. The Astros uh, are, are navy and orange. All right, buddy. Let's do some fun ones I came up with. I don't know if you had a chance to do this. When you came for a game, but eating ice cream out of a mini baseball helmet. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was told that, oh, you know, you've got to do it when you see it. I was like, I'll check it out. We'll see what it looks like. And I saw people eating it. Now, like, I've got a massive sweet tooth, but I just think, get on with it. Just put it in a standard bowl. To me, it's a bit of a foul. It looked messy. And half the people weren't even finishing it, just throwing it on the floor anyway. <laughs> and I just observed people and I thought, no, it's a foul. I, I, I like the idea of it. I think it's great for kids. But as me, I'm, I've got massive sweet tooth. But as a fully grown adult, just get it in a bucket and let me at it. <laughs> so I'm going to say foul. <laughs> I, I say fair. I think it's awesome. It's a great uh, souvenir for a game. I'll tell you this. When I went, to uh, watch a Red Sox game, I wanted to get something, you know, from my visit to the stadium, and that's what I did. I got a, a mini ice cream helmet, so I have a Boston Red Sox 
mini helmet. And what one thing I was thinking when I was diving into this a little bit more is it would be because I think they only sell Astros helmets. I think they should let you buy if some people may not agree with this, but you could get your ice cream in the helmet of the team they're playing. <laughs> that way, like when you go back, you can you can you can collect from all the teams you've seen. You know what I mean? Maybe, a, a, you know, keep memories. But I don't think they'll ever do it. But then you'll look like a <laughs> dummy eating ice cream out of a, a, the other team's helmet. Right. I was going to say you might be you might be on your own in that in that decision. Ross, I think so. I, I, I'm going to delete this. I'm going to delete it. You know, you guys are never yeah, going to hear this. That part out. <laughs> yeah, I'm editing it out. All right. Here's one. And I think this sparks debate between people and even me and my wife are different on this. I'd like to see where you're going to go. Draft beer is better than bottled beer. Right. So I knew about this question. And this is, this is, this is a, wow. If you're talking about debate, imagine coming into a British pub talking about this. This is something that comes up every day. A British person will go into a bar and order a drink. This is, this is like, you know, this could take up an episode, Rob. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> if this was me now in a bar with a group of people, this could go on forever. Now, I'm going to say draft beer is far superior to bottled. In my opinion, uh, I just think it is. I just think that draft beer is far tastier. It really is. But, yeah, okay, enjoy a good concentrate bottle beer as well but i'm gonna go with draft it's gotta be draft for me i'm gonna go fair as well i like a good draft beer uh there's places now that they keep the beer so cold that it's so delicious and uh sometimes you know it's 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 fair or foul sometimes when you order a bottle sometimes it's not even cold mm. you know the, the, they go through the bottle so quick that they don't even have time to get cold before they serve them to you. I've had plenty of, I mean, I have, I've had draft beer that was disgusting. I'm not going to lie, but you know, if, if you know where to go to get a draft beer, there's yeah. a few places to go way better, far superior. We, like you said, than, than a beer out of a bottle, way better. We, all, we always have a saying out here and it's always like, depends how you keep it. And bars get known in England, particularly where I live in the city centre of Manchester, because this is like, you know, A or B, you know, capital type thing. We we will know bars that keep certain beers better than others. And you'll go to those bars for that reason. You know, it's a, it's a real talking point in England. It really is because, hey, who doesn't love a drink? But it's got to be draft. I mean, you know, I've had some when I was out in the States, there's nothing worse than a warm bottle of beer. Mm-hmm. Nothing worse, nothing worse, you know. It was rare, but I had the odd place where it was like room temperature bottle beer. I'm like, this is this is garbage, you know. Can't drink it. Yeah, I always used to drink Coors Light, and they had that sticker on there that the mountains had to be blue for it to be yeah. ready to drink. And they would bring me a warm one, and I'd say, hey, the mountains aren't blue. I need another. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. this week we had Brad and heather adcock make the video for us so look out for that you got two nerds in a space helmet answering these questions they do a great job so if you have twitter uh check that out but that's all i have buddy you got anything else 
The only thing I'll say, Bob, is, you know, we've, we've, we've come this far with it, and I would like to say this, that, you know, we've, we've, we started this show, um, we didn't even know if we were going to get a full season. We didn't even know because of COVID and everything else. And here we are, we've started this podcast, we're so many episodes in, we're now, you know, getting that deep playoff spot. And I just really just, you know, I'm proud of the fact that we've got this off the ground. And like I say, we've had a full season. And uh, that's big respect to, you know, all the key works and everyone that's kept that going. I think it's important to keep the players and the families safe, bottom line. But here we are. And game one tomorrow of this LDS. And let's get that win. Yeah, we didn't think we were going to get a full season in. Neither one of us did. We both thought we weren't. And then let me tell you this. You talked about the podcast going. It's going and growing, but it's also episode 18. So, And and it's funny because it's voting season here. Our podcast is now old enough to vote. (laughs) Well, we're not going to get into that one, (laughs) Rob. No, send them home. I don't want to get into it. So, just remember, if it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strows. See you next time. I'm Dustin Garneau of the Houston Astros, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sunday Strows.